to Hebrews chapter 4. And uh, I don't know whether Charles prayed about choosing those songs, but they, um, that last one certainly fits with what we're going to look at tonight. So praise the Lord for that. Hebrews chapter 4, hope you've had a good week so far. Um, I know there's quite a few things going on, a few people sick and, and people facing some challenges. So we're going to take some time to pray tonight. And I'm taking, I guess, precedence from Pastor Hernan when he was here. I think he went for about 10, 12 minutes on a Wednesday night. So that gives me a liberty to go about six, I think. Um, just joking. <laughs> so tonight really is just, it's just a d- devotional thought about prayer. And uh, I've titled this uh, Releasing Your Prayers, Releasing Your Prayers. But we'll have a look here in Hebrews 4. I'm going to read um, from verse 12 to 16. We're going to read. So let's just read that, then I'll pray and we'll have a look here. So Hebrews 4, chapter 12, uh, verse 12 says this, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and opened unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin." Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. All right, let's have a word of prayer. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, we do thank you once again uh, for this week that we've been able to have, Lord. We've been able to serve you. We've been able to be a witness to others. And Lord, that you have provided for us and uh, been our God. We thank you for that. We thank you for the opportunity now to gather together and I just pray that this would be a time of edification, Lord. Help us, Father, just to to think on our prayer life and uh, how we can approach that. Lord, we do thank you that you answer our prayers. We thank you that you are available. We thank you that you hear us. And Father, I just pray that this time would be helpful this evening. Would you please help me to communicate these things that you've shown and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I praise the Lord for his word, first and foremost, and obviously verse 12 talks about the power of his word. Um, But I was just meeting with with someone the other day, it was actually yesterday, um, and this verse, one of these verses came up, and I was just chewing on it through the afternoon, and then I thought, you know what, that would actually be good to, to develop a little bit and just share with some people. And I just say that to say that you don't have to read chapters and chapters of the Bible to get something for the Holy Spirit to show you something. So I just want to first and foremost praise the Lord for that. Um, But I want to share this with you tonight, talking about releasing your prayers. If you have a look in verse 12, I'm just going to look at each of these verses and make a comment of each one. Uh, It starts in verse 12 talking about the Word of God. It's talking about how powerful it is. And I made this note that the Word of God is so powerful that it makes sense of what we're deceived by, our very own heart. It talks here about how powerful... God's word is that it divides our soul and spirit, like it, it understands the thoughts and intents of our heart. It understands what soul, it understands what spirit, understands what's flesh, it, it, it can discern all of that stuff. And I just say that I'm thankful that the word of God can make clear those things that we often get deceived by ourselves. I mean, the Bible also says that our heart is wicked and desperately deceitful, or desperately wicked and deceitful. Um, so I'm glad that the Bible has 
or the word of God has power to just cut through and just to see what's what. And that's really important when it comes to prayer because sometimes we'll obviously see how to pray according to what the Bible says, uh, how God expects us to pray, how we're supposed to approach him in prayer. And uh, that's really important for us. So when we don't understand ourselves, God's word does. And that's a good starting point, don't you think, that we start with the word of God. It knows what we're like, so then we can know what we're like and we can approach God the right way. Um, So if we're talking about releasing our prayers to God because uh, he's the one that hears us, he's the one that has the answer for these things, uh, I want you to think about the things that you often worry about. Maybe you're anxious about or you just have a concern about right now. Perhaps those are some things that you're going to bring before the Lord tonight when we go to pray. Maybe things you're already praying about, um, you've asked other people to pray about. And the Bible says here that the Word of God is what gives clarity on how and why we think and feel the way we do. It gives clarity on the things that we're, we're going to bring before him. It helps us understand, why am I, why am I feeling like that? Why are my emotions like that? Uh, you know, it helps us understand who we are and what we can bring before the Lord and help us to see it clearly. So that's verse 12. But verse 13 goes on here, and it's, it goes on to explain that nothing is actually hid from God, outside or inside, Uh, but whereas naked before him. So verse 13 says, Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and opened unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. You know, if God, if we remember that God sees us, like that song says, just as we are, then we shouldn't be surprised that everything's exposed to him. Every thought that we have is exposed to him. Every deed that we have, every desire that we have, uh, every prayer request that we haven't actually verbalized yet is exposed to him. The things that we're worried about, he sees all that. We're, we're standing essentially naked before him and he sees us just as we are. Now, for some of us, that's a little bit like, oh, confronting. I, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to feel exposed. I don't want to feel vulnerable. But that's actually the best place that we can be before God is nothing hiding us. Nothing, nothing coming between us and God is him just seeing us how we are. And I think that's a, that's, a, that's a good thing for us as Christians, that we can come before him and he just sees us with, with nothing else in between us and him, nothing hindering relationship there. And it's not comfortable to be exposed. I'm sure that we would all agree with that, especially when you don't have a choice. You don't have a choice with that before God. We're exposed just by nature of him being omniscient by the fact that he already knows everything you you can't hide even if you wanted to so I could I could put on a face or a show to you or to to my family or to other people and I can hide certain things in my life or whatever but you don't have a choice when it comes to God you're already constantly exposed before him you're already just as you are 100% of the time so we need to look at that as a good thing when it comes to prayer because he, he just sees it. So we don't, have to, we don't have to have any pretense about coming to God in prayer. He already sees it exactly as it is. Um, and it means that we don't have to be worried about having things have their light shed on them. Now, if you think about going to a doctor, I mean, I don't, I don't really like going to doctors and Nicole's like, you know, you need to go to the skin doctor and get your skin checked and stuff like that. And she's really good with that. And they find stuff and they cut it out. And, you know, plenty of you have had that kind of stuff. But I've been to the skin doctor once. 
and my skin was perfect, so I don't think I have to go back. Um, that's my excuse anyway. But I don't know if you've ever been to the doctor and it might be something that you're a little bit ashamed about, a little bit embarrassed about. You don't really want to have the conversation or you know, show the, the issue, whatever it is. Um, but you do it and you go through that awkward stage. Um, but then you have to have a follow-up appointment and that follow-up appointment is not as awkward. It's not as weird because that person, that doctor already knows what your ugly issue is. They already know what you were ashamed about and you just, you already feel comfortable because you don't have to go through that shock factor of, oh, wow, you got an ugly thing on your shoulder because they've already seen it once and so they're already expecting it. It's a little bit like that with God. When we come to God with prayer, he just already knows our ugliness. He knows our insecurities. He knows our anxiousness on different things. So it's not like, oh, I'm ready for the shock factor. God's going to find out what I'm worried about. God's going to find out what I need prayer for. It's not that. He already knows that. So that should actually be a comfort to us that he knows those things and he doesn't treat us like a leper. He doesn't treat us like someone who's got ugly ugly issues or anything like that. Um, And aren't you glad that you can't trick God into believing that you're not worried about something? Like you you can trick your doctor and be like, no, I'm fine that I've got this huge big cyst on my back. But you can't trick God when you're worried about something. And that's a good thing, because imagine if you could trick God. Then when, where would you go for help? Who would you go to for help? Because if you can trick God, you can trick everyone else. Then you're just left with yourself. You're left with your own you know, insecurities or whatever it is. So I'm glad that we can't trick God. I'm glad that we can find help from him. Uh, so that's verse 13. Verse 14, we'll just jump down here. Verse 14 It says this, seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. So verse 14 really explains who is the one that sees us. It's this great high priest, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He sees us as we are. He sees our thoughts. He sees our prayer points before we've even prayed them. Uh, He is our great high priest. And think about it. He's willing to represent us to the Father, warts and all. He, he's the one that is, is speaking to the Father on our behalf and we're all exposed, but he's willing to do that for us. He's willing to be that mediator between man and God. So that should be a comfort to us as well, that we have this great high priest and he doesn't care what we look like in full exposure. He doesn't care all the things that we're worried about and and the things that maybe we haven't prayed about yet but we're just stressed about or thinking about. He he doesn't care about that. He just cares about bringing us to the Father and bringing our requests to the Father. So verse 14 is is really good showing who Jesus Christ is when it comes to prayer. He's the one that we will show everything to. He's the one that we will bring everything to and then he will be able to take that to the Father. It talks about in verse 14 holding fast our profession. And I think this is speaking of committing ourselves to Jesus, the great high priest, and acknowledging our need for divine help. Holding fast to who he is, what he can do. I mean, if, if it were up to me to, to, to relay a message to God, then I'd probably forget half the time. You know, but Jesus doesn't do that. So he sees us as we are and he takes it. And if we express that, then he takes it to the Father. And he is our need. He meets our need for divine help. Verse 15. Nearly done. How about that? Verse 15. I love this verse. Um, Let's have a read. Verse 15 says, For we have not an high priest 
which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. This verse, I love it because it shows three things here, and I'm just going to go through them real quickly, but it shows three things here really adequately. If you have a look, it actually shows the humanity of Jesus Christ because it says that it says that he was tempted in all points. So it shows that he actually understands every single thing that you and I face, every single thing that you and I are worried about, concerned about, every single thing that we go through, every emotion that we feel, he, he understands that. 100% God, but 100% human. So that's a, really, that's a really good encouragement for me when I read that. Number two, it says, it shows very clearly the care of Jesus Christ. It doesn't just say that he, he uh, was tempted in all points, but it actually says that he's touched with the feeling of our infirmities. So he actually, he, he cares about what you care about. He cares about the struggle that you're facing. He cares about the difficulties that you're having right now. He cares about what you're anxious about. Even the things that you haven't yet communicated to him. He actually cares about those things. It's not just that he knows it. It's not just that he's felt it before or he understands it and he's been there. He actually cares for you in that thing as well. That's an encouragement. And the third thing I see is actually the power of Jesus Christ because not only was he tempted in all points, he actually was tempted in all points yet without sin, which means that he actually has the way out. So if we want to come to anyone for help, then we come to him because he's, he's been there, he understands it, he's felt it, and he actually cares about it. But not only that, he has the solution for it as well. He has the answer. So when we're worried about something, we can come to him knowing that he does care, but knowing that it's not just going to be, oh, I hope he has the answer. He actually does. He was able to get through everything without sin. He was able to get through everything pleasing God. And he was, he's able to show us that we can come to him and he has solutions for our prayers. I noticed you all went, yippee, woo, exciting. It's Wednesday night, I know, but that's exciting to know that you have someone that you can go to that has the answers. Because I was saying to, to the person that I was talking to the other day, um, wouldn't it be sad if you had a friend who, who suffered like some horrible disease and they were in hospital for weeks and, and you knew that they kind of nearly died or whatever and then you find out that you've got that same disease and you're like man I'm going to go talk to them because they've had huge experience with this and then you go and talk to them and, and you say like you know are you suffering the same thing yeah we are and you have this big discussion about it. it's like how are you getting through it and they're like I'm not I don't have the answer for it I'm still struggling like you'd be like oh I came here to try and find out how you how you got through that thing uh, that's not the same thing here. Jesus Christ is like, hey, come to me because I understand I've gone through it, but I can actually tell you how to get through out on the other side. I can help you with your prayer request because I'm the one who answers prayer. I can help you with your struggles because I'm the one who gives strength. So that's what I see in that verse. Uh, that's an encouragement to me. Um, and then lastly, verse 16. Verse 16 says this, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Now, why would we want to or choose to enter the throne of grace with our worries or concerns or our prayer requests all exposed? Why would we want to enter into that? It doesn't seem like a position of strength. 
Why would we want to come before God who knows all things and we, we're, we're exposed and we don't have a choice about it? It doesn't seem like, like I said, we're in a position of strength in that point. Why would we want to come? And the only reason we would enter and enter boldly is because verse 15 reassures that he doesn't only understand our prayer and care about our prayer, he has a solution to our prayer. And that's what we just talked about. And the boldness here in verse 16, it actually comes from being accepted. The fact that we know we're accepted in Jesus Christ, the fact that we know that the Father accepts us, why else would we, would we be entering boldly in? It's because we know that even though we come exposed, maybe feeling a bit vulnerable, that regardless, he actually accepts us. That we can come knowing that he has an answer to things and he's going to listen to our prayers when we pray them. His ear is inclined unto our prayer. That's where the boldness comes from. And not only that, we can find mercy, grace and help in a time of need, which is what the end of that verse says. If help was only a maybe, we'd be hesitant. If it was like, come to the throne of grace that you might find help, like maybe, might kind of thing, then we'd be like, oh, I'm not sure if I will or not. Like, I'm not sure if I'll take the chance because I probably put myself out there and then I won't get any results. I'll put myself out there and be laughed off. Or I'll put myself out there and I don't know what's going to happen. But he actually says that you will find that help in time of need. You will find grace, you will find mercy to help in time of need. Time of need. And that's the point. We don't need to feel strong to find strength. We just need to come to the one who does strengthen come to the one to say, you know, I know for me there's things that I'm praying about, there's things that I'm concerned about, I'm a little bit worried about. Uh, I don't have to feel strong, I don't have to feel like in a position of strength to bring that stuff before the Lord. I just have to know that he's the one that has the strength, he's the one that gives the strength. I just need to come boldly understanding who he is, that he does care and that he does have the answer. And I can bring those requests before him boldly because of that that he's not going to reject me you know unless there's sin that's like you know between me and god but other than that he's going to listen to my prayer and he's going to give me strength and help in time of need and so that's what i'm talking about releasing our prayers identifying who jesus is who god is where we stand in the scheme of all of this and knowing that we can actually just give it over to him we can release it over to him he already knows what it is anyway but just remember that you're accepted. Remember that he's going to listen and that he's the one that has the solution when you have your prayer requests. All right, that's it. Hope that was a little bit of a help, something to think about, something to chew on. Uh, I'm going to pray and then we'll have these guys come and hand out the prayer bulletins tonight. So let's pray. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you once again that your word does help us. We thank you, Lord, mostly that you are a God that does care. Uh, Lord, the fact that you, you died on the cross for us uh, shows your love for us. We thank you for that, but we thank you that you don't only save us, Lord, but you help us to live the saved life. You help us to live in a way that's pleasing to you. And, Father, that we can come to you and find grace and mercy to help in a time of need. Uh, Lord, we understand that tonight uh, across the room and even those who are not here with us this evening, that there's many needs, uh, there's many concerns, there's many worries and and many prayer requests, Lord God. And Father, I do thank you that you hear us. I thank you that you not only hear, but you do care, Lord God, and that you understand everything that we go through. Lord, would you please help us to bring our prayer requests to you boldly, uh, remembering that you see all things 
and that you do understand us, Lord God. You understand our heart and our Father, that you do want to do a work in us and through us. Lord, help us as we pray. I pray, Lord God, you help us to remember those in need. And uh, we ask and pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.